This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, October 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Cotton growers push back on critics. H2A demand soars. FDA issues new produce safety guidance and French glyphosate deadline extended. Cotton growers are defending themselves against criticism of their government support programs by comparing the payments to what they got under the 2002 and 2008 farm bills. A National Cotton Council analysis finds that the federal support growers will get for their 2018 crop amounts to about 7% of the cost of production. That's down from the 15% share of production costs that the 2002 and 2008 programs provided. As one observer notes, those 2002 and 2008 Farm Bill programs were what resulted in the WTO case that resulted in cotton being largely dropped from the commodity title of the 2014 Farm Bill. This year, Congress revised that action by making cotton eligible for the price loss coverage program. Partly as a result of that action, an analysis issued in September by economists at the University of Illinois and The Ohio State University said that cotton growers will receive more in federal payments on a per acre basis than producers of corn, soybeans, and wheat this year. And that's at a time when cotton revenue is projected to be higher than the average for the recent five years. The National Cotton Council analysis also indirectly defends cotton growers against complaints that House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas is trying to use negotiations on the new farm bill to allow farmers in his state to revise their PLC yield averages to account for periods of drought. The NCC report notes that many growers suffered through several years of drought during the period used for determining the yield averages. H-2A demand continues to soar. The nationwide farm labor squeeze continues to play itself out in soaring demand for the H-2A visa program, even though many producers are frustrated with the restrictions on bringing in foreign workers. The Labor Department certified 49,000 H-2A positions in July, August, and September. That's the fourth quarter of fiscal year 18. That was a 23% increase over the same quarter last year, according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. That brought the total number of certified H-2A positions for fiscal year 18 to 142,762. It's a jump of more than 21% over FY17. Georgia had the largest number of certified positions, surpassing Florida, which had led the nation in 2015, 16, and 17. The Trump administration has promised farm groups that it is working on revisions to the program that will make it more usable for still more producers and commodities, but no proposal has been released. Even so, Farm Bureau economists say there is no sign of a slowdown in demand for H-2A workers anytime soon. FDA issues new produce safety guidance. The Food and Drug Administration has given produce growers something to add to their fall-winter reading list. It's new guidance to help implement the Food Safety Modernization Act requirements. And in case they're feeling left out, processors also have new guidance to help them understand the relevant provisions of the FSMA's Preventative Controls Rule for Fresh Cut Produce. FDA said it would hold four public meetings around the country to get feedback on the draft produce safety rule guidance, but did not announce the dates of the locations. 
The guidance, quote, gives examples of possible approaches to comply with the producer safety rule. That FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb. He said it's important to recognize that not every scenario is covered in the draft guidance and farmers can always use an alternate approach as long as it satisfies the requirements of the rule. Some parts of the rule have become effective, but much of it has not. And FDA has proposed delaying the agriculture water provisions of the rule until January 2023. The release of the guidance comes days after Produce Marketing Association CEO Kathy Burns delivered her State of the Industry speech at PMA's Fresh Summit in Orlando, Florida. Our industry has experienced too many recalls and outbreaks this year, including the largest E. coli outbreak in more than a decade, Burns said. With each incident, the public loses confidence in our products, and that is a headwind we just do not need. We must adopt a follow-the-science philosophy that embraces emerging tools to turn produce safety from a reactive enterprise to a proactive approach. NIFA wants to know where vet shortages exist. The National Institute of Food and Agriculture, the NIFA, is seeking nominations of veterinary service shortage situations for the Veterinary Medicine Loan Repayment Program for fiscal year 2019, which began October 1. The program addresses increasing veterinary school debt by offering veterinary school debt payments in exchange for service and shortage situations. NIFA said in a Federal Register notice to be published today. The deadline for submitting nominations is November 21st, according to the NIFA. French Ag Minister says country's glyphosate deadline could be extended. France Agriculture Minister has floated the possibility of extending the deadline for France to ban glyphosate, which Prime Minister Emmanuel Macron has set for 2020. Didier Guillaume told the French newspaper that if we had outlawed glyphosate today, a certain number of farmers would not be able to go on. Guillaume did not retract the government's commitment to ban glyphosate, but said an extension of a few months wouldn't matter. He said, we are two and a half years from this deadline. If it's three years and a few months, this is not an issue. In November, the European Union extended the authorization for EU farmers to use glyphosate until December 2022. But member countries can take action on their own to restrict or ban the herbicide. Finally, a petition filed to protect bumblebees in California. Conservation groups have petitioned the state of California to list four bumblebee species under the state's Endangered Species Act. The Xerces Society, the Center for Food Safety, and Defenders of Wildlife say that bumblebees are essential to the reproduction of many California specialty crops, including tomatoes, peppers, melon, squash, cotton, and almonds, as well as to native ecosystems. In a note, don't miss this week's AgriPulse open mic interview with Margaret Ziegler of the Global Harvest Initiative on its 2018 GAP report and the challenges of increasing global food production. Here's today's He Said It. The land itself, the soil, gives you the best farmland I've heard in the world. That President Donald Trump on farmland of the Central Valley before signing a presidential memorandum on Friday to speed up federal environmental reviews of California water projects. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, October 22nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. 
for AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Alley.